0: hello i'm claire from wild ginger running the trail and ultra running youtube channel and this interview with amazing us ultra runner courtney Dewalter is a podcast version of our original chat on youtube in october 2019 a few weeks after she won the ladies race at the utmb click the show notes for that interview on youtube plus a film of her finishing and a short finish line interview about going deep into the pain cave during the race Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday for your chance to ask questions to our awesome guests like Courtney, and also in my Q&A sessions. Support me on Patreon to guarantee your question gets an answer. For more trail and ultra running advice, gear reviews, and inspiration, subscribe to Wild Ginger Running on YouTube. It is totally free. And follow me on Instagram at Running. Have fun, enjoy your run, and I'll see you on the trails. I am here with none other than incredible, amazing, ultra running athlete, Courtney DeWalter from the USA. Hey Courtney. Hi, good to see you. Um, I just wanted to ease you in gently with a couple of really easy questions. Uh, I saw this on your Instagram with young Courtney, running oh, in boy. 1997. <laughs> so how did you get into running? What was your journey?
1: Yeah, I um, grew up playing a lot of sports, and then I think in elementary school we got to run the one mile as part of gym class, and I loved it. I loved pushing really hard, and that kind of naturally led me into cross country running. So through uh, middle school and high school, I did that, Um, and then yeah, that kind of grew this lifelong passion for it. I had really great teammates and coaches, and um, an upbringing that was all about staying active and trying your hardest. So um, the combination of things made me fall in love with running.
0: Amazing. And was it always off-road running? Like what do you love about the kind of trail side of things?
1: Yeah, it wasn't always. I don't mind the roads either. I just like running in general. Um, But if I have a choice, I'm going to go on the trails now because I love how peaceful they are. And where you end up is so cool. I mean, you can travel with your feet and end up in the middle of what feels like nowhere, and that's pretty special, I think.
0: That is awesome. And so, talking for well, it's not really the middle of nowhere, but beautiful places. Uh, we saw sort of you yeah, smash yeah. it up at the UTMB. Just like <laughs> literally is. Well, a couple of months ago now only just um it was absolutely amazing to see you do so well there especially coming back from your hip injury after the western states and we've got a, a an audience question patron question from carl about the utmb he is really keen to know, um, what was your day like before that 6 p.m. start? Like, do you do napping and sleeping? <laughs> um, what do you eat? And, you know, like, are you in a different time zone? So it's quite a long question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good question, though,
1: because those night starts are, are weird. They make the whole day a little bit weird. Um, but luckily, the whole day was just pretty much revolved around relaxing and getting some food in so um, I think I slept in maybe got up and went for a little walk got my race stuff ready and then got in some meals at some point before the race (laughs) and uh, I think I tried to do like a kind of morning reset a couple hours before the race where I, I had a cup of coffee just to make me feel a little more like it was a normal start time.
0: Yeah, like morning, hello. Yeah. 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 But no napping? I, did, I, did I hear any mention uh, of napping? I don't,
1: I don't think I actually fell asleep, but everything was just like really relaxed. So even if my eyes were open, it was kind of like napping. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, so did you eat a big meal or anything? Because at 6 p.m., it's like st- this kind of dinner time, isn't it? When it yeah. starts, like.
1: I think I ate a big meal probably around noon or one. Um, and then maybe that cup of coffee a couple hours before and a smaller snack.
0: Yeah, and then you just put fish and chips in your bag and ran. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's
1: it. that what you put in your pack yeah. in your
0: oh, No, it's just there's a really famous runner here who I'll tell you a bit about in a minute with one of the other questions. She's called Nikki Spinks. I don't know if you've heard of her. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah, She's done a bubble, double... A bubble a double Bob Graham round and uh, she's really famous for having fish and chips like halfway into a really really long run she just gets fish and chips and nails it yeah (laughs) she's pretty cool I'll try it next time (laughs) yeah I I just just a couple of questions for me about the UTMB because it's very different over in Europe was it your first time in Europe and how does how do the races compare to what you're used to in the USA yeah
1: I, I mean I would call it one of my first races in Europe um, the trails were beautiful. They were quite a bit steeper than the trails in the US, but um, I mean, I'm in Colorado, so we have plenty of mountain trails here, so that wasn't necessarily different or um, all that shocking to be traveling on mountain trails. But yeah, it was it was different in that um, the whole atmosphere about UTMB is just really blown up and there's so much excitement. Um, but then you still get this, the same feeling when you're out on those trails on the mountains of you know you're alone, you're just moving forward and there's a whole lot of silence and time to think or not think. Um, and then you'd roll into those villages and it would be you know a party again. So it was, it was cool to have both of those things happening in one race.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty special atmosphere there, isn't it? It's like pretty much the Olympics of trail running, I always think.
1: Yeah, it was crazy.
0: Um, and we've, we've got another question because this is this is really good for the UTMB so Conrad Anderson says um, first I cannot wait to see this interview uh, my biggest <laughs> interest is to find out how does Courtney seem to always have a smile and maintain a viewpoint where situations are not that bad um, and this is just something you move through to get to the other side um, and I just want to bring in the fact that you finished the last 12 miles of the Run Rabbit Run in 2017 with temporary bl- Blindness. Just to put this all into context about Courtney's continuing smile. Um, so, yeah, how do you do that?
1: Uh, I. It's so it's not always a smile. Um, there's times where there's not the energy left to smile anymore. But I find that um, it does you no good if you focus on how bad you're feeling or how awful the situation is. And so. I, I guess smiling is just part of me like switching my mindset to staying positive and um, viewing whatever's happening as a temporary thing that's going to pass if I just keep pushing through it. So I think. Positivity can go a long way, especially when things are going south. Um, and, and at UTMB, they went pretty far south for me. So <laughs>
0: really, do you think? Did you have to dig deeper there than you ever dug before? Do you think?
1: I don't know if it was deeper. It was just a um, a different sort of like body fatigue than I had experienced before
0: yeah and do you think that had anything to do with getting injured your hip injury and having to rehab that like anything to do with that
1: I mean I would I would guess that they're correlated yeah but I I don't have like solid evidence that that's true <laughs> Can't really tell. Um, but yeah like going into UTMB I did entirely different training than I've ever done in my life and so maybe I was just um, not quite as prepared as I needed to be for a monster like the UTMB course.
0: <laughs> That's really interesting that you say you totally changed your training. So so what did you do? Like, in a nutshell, what was it before and how why and how did you change it?
1: Yeah, I mean, before Western states, which was at the end of June, all I did really was run quite a bit, and uh, I did some core work. After the injury, I found out that, Um, Part of the reason I got injured is because I hadn't been doing the, you know, normal maintenance that a body might require
0: after a lot of miles. (laughs) Do you you mean like stretching or strength work? Yeah, yeah, both. Stretching,
1: foam rolling, and um, just some more targeted strength work. So I added those things in after Western States as I was trying to rehab, um, and I also was unable to run for quite a while. Um, in those rehab weeks so the first couple weeks after Western States there was no running and then the next couple weeks um, it was every other day I could run so it ended up um, putting me on a bike quite a bit of the time and I've never really trained for ultras by road biking so (laughs) that was a new thing for me to learn and uh, experience and yeah it also was just a great learning experience experience for me moving forward to remind me of all those, you know, little details like foam rolling and doing the strength work and, yeah, more than just running.
0: (laughs) It is so funny that you said that because just... I think it was last week or was it the week before we had a guy on, I was telling you just before we started Adam Smith and he was telling us all about how runners run too much and they don't do any strength work. So it's you've heard it here guys from the master, the mistress herself of ultra running. <laughs> Do your strength, work, everybody, <laughs> so legit, yeah, it's legit. Like, yeah, it. It, it's legit. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love all these American words. <laughs> um, so, like, do you did you count the miles per week or the vert per week? I know that's that's a word, isn't it? Vert, the vertical <laughs> the ascent. We call it over <laughs> here.
1: I did big time, not by choice, but because I couldn't run on my hip that much, so everything got cut um, by quite a bit. And then a whole lot of hours on a bike seat got added.
0: Fantastic. And so was that outside on the bike or was that um, sort of... Mostly outside. One of them things inside, what do you call them? Yeah. (laughs) A stationary (laughs) bike. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mostly outside. Oh, great. Well, that's awesome. Did you like the biking then? Like you hadn't done any before.
1: Yeah, I do like it. I love going uphill. I am kind of scared going downhill, so... (laughs) if I could have just found a road that kept going up I think I would have liked it more
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's such good training as well we've got several like really good foul running athletes over here that do that as well and like Victoria Wilkinson she's like a cyclocross champion as well as um, a running champion and yeah it's it's a really good sport to bring in
1: Um, yeah
0: for sure yeah and so I've got a question now about your eating and drinking from a couple of people Um, so I was going to ask you whether you like beer or wine but a very a tiny amount of research led me to believe that you prefer beer <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to look far good, um, so, yeah, I'm not, yeah, so I'm not gonna bother with that one at all
1: I do um, I do like wine but oh, I usually prefer beer
0: yeah have you got a particular favorite at the moment are you sponsored by any breweries like Sage Canada Day?
1: um yeah lately Uh, I've been drinking a lot of dark beers. It's getting to be fall weather over here. So um, there's a new Sufferfest beer called Head Start. It's a stout made with coconut water and coffee, and it's really delicious.
0: Mm, So you're a bit of a caffeine fiend as well, like with your coffee and stuff. (laughs) Not necessarily, but um,
1: yeah. Lately, I've been drinking the stouts and the browns and the pumpkin beers. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, just really getting into the fall here. Amazing! That's autumn for anybody who doesn't speak American. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. We all know. I was just joking. We, we have, There's films. There's films and stuff over here.
1: <laughs> I should have had a translation sheet. up. Um, like... I'll write one in
0: the film description afterwards. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, so we've got another question now from um, a really long-time patron, um, John Gardner here, and it's all about your eating and drinking on the UTMB. Um, I'm going to ask these couple of questions, now and then I'm just going to go through the live chat because everyone's like they're just going mental and I want to read out some nice things for uh, like nice things so if you've got any more nice things to say about Courtney then write them down or, now and I'll read them or not nice things
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: no I'm not reading out any horrible things <laughs> um and so uh John Gardner says you um you have lined up um a lovely person to talk to um I I also spoke about Um, meeting this lady who's running barefoot the whole length of britain so he's put you have lined up two lovely people who are also superior athletes i'm interested to hear how and what long distance runners like anna and courtney eat and drink to keep from bonking especially when they don't feel like eating and when it's really hot so if you can remember all parts of that question (laughs) yeah um
1: so i stick in a really small group of foods that I use during races. I use tailwind in my uh, hydration bottles. So that's 200 calories that you can sneak in pretty easily, um, even if you don't feel like eating. And then I use honey stinger, waffles and chews. Um, And then when races are over 100 kilometers, I add in mashed potatoes. And those are another good one when you don't feel like eating because it doesn't require a lot of chewing to eat a mashed potato, so
0: um,
1: you can usually sneak attack them in if you're having some issues with nausea.
0: Ah, so you've got it dialed. And did it take you a long time to discover what you wanted?
1: Yeah, it took me a really long time to figure out what would stay. I think everyone is so individual that you can um, like take advice and watch what other people are eating or, um, yeah, graze the, the aid stations and try everything. but. Eventually, you'll kind of narrow down the things that stay in and feel good versus um, what sends your stomach in a frenzy.
0: Yeah, well, it does take a long time, doesn't it? And I think a lot of people are still finding sometimes, you know, like with specific conditions that everything that they thought they might like to eat can just go out of the window. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So does it differ for you, like whether it's hot or cold, what you take, or is it the same stuff?
1: I keep it pretty similar, Um, but obviously, then I'm always ready to pivot and uh, change if I have to. If the conditions are, you know, making something not work, or um, if something then sounds extra good because it's super hot or super cold or whatever the conditions are.
0: Yeah. So it may be a a hot jacket potato if it's really, really cold, just in the pocket there to keep you warm throughout. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a potato in your pocket. Yeah, I've got mountaineering friends who are like, yeah, take hot potatoes in your pocket. Like, a, you know, the new potatoes, the little ones, they put them in their pocket and they actually helps to keep them warm during like the snowy mountain that's time. That's cool. Yeah. And then they have yeah. a snack. Yeah, and a snack that's warming. I've also done it one time with a boiled egg and it stays okay. warm for about 40 minutes before it gets cool and then you just eat it. So huh. there you go. Those are good good tips yeah yeah courtney's writing these down yeah (laughs) (laughs) perfect and so we just got um another nutrition question here from leon young um uh, also a patron who says um it does it like how do you approach your nutrition plan for a hundred miler like um as in I, i suppose you mean strategy like what like we know what you eat but like when do you eat it
1: Yeah, I don't have a, like, my watch doesn't beep every 30 minutes or anything. Um, Basically, I try to, like, slow drip the calories constantly. So eating very small amounts or just taking little sips of the tailwind um, right away from the beginning all the way through. So um, I think, for me, that works better for my stomach than trying to put in a whole lot of food at once. This way I can manage it a lot easier and I don't have to think about time passing in order to remind me to eat. I just keep eating.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Every time you remember, just <laughs> get yeah. it in. Yeah. 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 Well, that's good advice as well. I, I was talking to Rory Bosio at the UTMB and she actually said every time a song finishes, because um, she uses a lot of music when she runs, she um she has another snack. So i would oh, cool. never heard that before. I thought that was really Yeah, cool. it's a good strategy. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was nice. Okay. Are you ready for a bombardment of, of Courtney Love? no (laughs) thank you yeah i know i was watching the ginger runner and him and kim were like oh are we like your biggest fans (laughs) do we (laughs) we said the most flattery so i'm gonna try and outdo the ginger runner now um (laughs) Don't tell him. (laughs) Um, So, Graham House says, I can't wait for this one. Courtney DeWalter, oh my word, what can I say? Such an inspiration. Yay. (laughs) Fantastic. Um, Renny Feint, she says, hello, everyone. Can't wait. Um, uh, Conrad Anderson says, hello, Courtney, Claire, and everyone. Greetings from Michigan. Cool. And... Uh, Kurt Steed says, psyched to be able to catch a live stream today, and bonus, Queen Courtney. Fantastic. I should have made you wear a little crown. (laughs) And then everyone's like, woo, it started. Yay. Um, Purple Running Whale says, uh, looking forward to this chat evening, everyone. And um, Graham House wants me to cr- go back to the top and see my question for you, which I will do in a second, but I'm just reading out some love. Okay, so Soren Brockdoff says, one of the most approachable athletes there is Courtney DeWalter. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, that is fantastic. Uh, there's, like, this is mixed in with questions, so I'm just trying to read out the the Courtney loving. I can hear the <laughs> Pops coming up all over the place, which means there's loads more. I'm just scrolling down. <laughs> okay. Um, Rob Jones says, Courtney is a complete legend. Um, and someone wants to know if you saw leopards on the UTMB trails. I didn't. No, I'm so bummed. I had no hallucinations out there. Oh, damn
1: it. I, because there was a night start, so... I went through the night when my brain was a little more fresh, and um, then by the time I was in, like, hallucination fatigue territory, it was light out, and I don't often have hallucinations when it's daytime.
0: Ah, that's a shame, because leopards would have been cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, Um, yeah. uh, Fantastic. And um, uh, then Tom Bond says, Courtney seems like such a nice person. The world needs more Courtney's. That's (laughs) nice, isn't it? Yeah, thank you. Jennifer Hill says this is so awesome. Um, And Kurt says yes, agreed. She seems amazing. Um, And Robert Jordan says good evening to the first lady of ultra running. Gordon Gordon Richard says what a total ledge. Um, Tom Murphy says my first live stream. Hi Claire and Courtney from Carlow in Ireland. Oh, cool. Heather M says, Courtney, you were a big inspiration when I ran my first 50K this September. She watched The Source on Dream Lens Media every night for three nights before the run. Oh, Oh, that's so cool. Congrats to her. That's really awesome. Yeah, and such an awesome film as well. And then Leanne D says, Hi, Courtney, you are a huge inspiration for female runners. Question. You crewed for your husband recently. How was that?
1: Yeah, it was really fun. He ran a 100-mile race in Utah here in the United States uh, this past weekend, so it was really special to be on the other side of it and to get to hang out at aid stations and chat with people and then cheer for all the runners um, and be a part of helping him achieve his goal was really cool. Awesome. I didn't. I didn't screw up too many times. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: but thrilling is a big job.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. She also says, "Did you like seeing it from the other side? Did you? Are there any takeaways from that?" Um,
1: yeah. I mean, I knew that it was a hard job. It's a lot of like thinking and um, planning, and you don't get to just turn your brain off and run like you do when you're the the runner in it. Um, but yeah, it's. I think it's just as rewarding. Like, I felt really excited for him and to be a part of his adventure through 100 miles. Um, and to see him get to the finish line felt like, you know, we had all gotten to the finish line, which was really cool
0: yeah that's so awesome isn't it like yeah and yeah. You, you didn't even have to run anywhere so yeah. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> that's awesome that you can feel the joy of other people's running as well um I just just got a couple more flattery things here just to make you really blush um and then we'll go on to some more patron questions and then I'll answer as many as I can from the live chat and there's tons (laughs) okay so um Leon Young says massive inspiration Richie Strong says Courtney you legend I think there should be some kind of like hand maneuver going on there but I I don't know um and Sally Gilson says I've finally been able to make a live stream Courtney is a complete inspiration Very popular live stream person, Courtney. Um uh, 5 says, such an amazing person and runner. Greetings from Germany. And Carl Southgate says, loving the interview. Courtney is such an awesome guest, such an inspiration, and it was a highlight for me seeing Courtney finish at UTMB as I was right by the finish. The atmosphere was amazing. Awesome. That was really cool. Um, Ivana Velezinovic says, Courtney, you are awesome. You are a very great and positive person. Um, and Leanne D said thanks for answering my question just now. Um uh, and then Marlo M has a very uh, a funny question. Courtney's dad must be a dentist. What is her secret to such perfect teeth? <laughs> <laughs> i brush them (laughs) yeah as we all should (laughs) Um, and one last one robert lazio says thank you for giving me so much inspiration much love from salzburg austria please come and please come and run the mozart 100
1: Oh, it's on my list. It looks so cool.
0: Cool, fantastic. Well, funny you should talk about that. But the next question that we have, um, yeah, the next questions. Everyone wanted to sort of know about what you were doing next. I suppose they've seen interviews with you with lots of other like media outlets, so they kind of know what you've already done. So they wanted the inside track on what you're doing next. Um, but first of all, um, I just want to just come on to some of your amazing achievements. Um, because um, Arlene Maitluck has a question about um, do the men um, enjoy being what they call chicked by you because I mean look at this list of amazingness so you won the Moab 240 miler um, in two days nine hours and 59 minutes and then and that was in 2017 and their next man was 10 hours after you and there's countless records that you've run Um, you've won run rabbit run um, 75 minutes ahead of second place in 2016. Um, you've got all these records, Big Dog Backyard Ultra, second overall women's record, um, tons and tons of stuff where you're like beating a lot of the men, if not all of the men. Like, how have you found the men's reaction to that? And <laughs> do you consider uh, yourself like in competition with the men and the ladies, or like how does it work for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, in my head, that, um, it doesn't matter. Who they are, or um, if they're a man or a woman. I'm I'm trying in a race to keep pushing myself to find the next person because it makes me push harder and not settle, not give up. Um, or, yeah, basically, I want to see what's possible and I want to finish a race feeling like I gave it everything I had. So um, it doesn't matter who I'm who I'm out there looking for on the trails or um, who's where I am in the field. I want to keep pushing as hard as I can and I've I haven't had any negative encounters with um men or women in the trail running community everyone's so friendly so
0: that is awesome I'm really glad to hear that like that's just like that's equality isn't it happening right now that is yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, great question from Arlene there. Thank you very much for sending that in. Um, then we have a quick question on recovery from Mahul Vaitha, um, who is also a patron, um, and he's talking about recovery after these races. So he says it's not uncommon for elite athletes to take like several weeks off. Do you like how do you decide when to take a really long break and how long and how how do you decide these things and how do you decide how long? I suppose he wants a little yeah. bit of advice because he's just done an incredible <laughs> race, actually. He's just done the Ring of Stell Sky Race, um, oh, part awesome. of the Skyline Scotland series. Yeah, it's an amazing race. Oh, totally. If you come over here, it's one of the ones to do. But yeah, so yeah. I suppose he's asking for a bit of advice on him because that was the hardest race that he's done yet.
1: Yeah. Uh, I usually take at least a week, really, maybe five to seven days of no running. Um, but on those no running days, I'll make sure to just get out and walk a little bit to move. I think that helps speed up the recovery. Um, and then when I feel better and like my body is ready for it, I'll go out for just really short jogs to start. So just a 5K or even shorter around my neighborhood if, if that sounds good until, uh, yeah, basically when my body and my brain and uh, – even like my lungs sometimes feel like fully rested and ready to go then I'll get back into normal training. So I think it it depends a lot and you have to listen to yourself in, you know, what you're feeling and then respect that.
0: Yeah, so a lot of listening to the body and and things like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's interesting because you did you really listened to your body during the Western States this year. I was reading some things saying that you'd run through pain before, but not this type of pain. So, like, how do you know? Because I think a lot of people get a bit bogged down in like overtraining. How do you know when it's right to keep going, or or are you just being lazy? Or how do you know? Yeah. Do you, do you know? I, <laughs> I've been trying to find this know. out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you have to know yourself and know. Like, do you try and uh, take a easier route if you're given one, or do, or are you like, oh, are you more of a person who needs to pull back on the reins because you're always trying to do too much? So just knowing like where on that spectrum you normally fall, I think, is important. Um, and then also, like, when you're feeling something, is it just discomfort? And to me, if you're uncomfortable, like it, it's painful because you're running. 50 miles or 100K or whatever it is, 5K, um, discomfort isn't the reason to stop. That's like when you're right at that tipping point, I think, where if you push a little bit more, you might find something pretty magic on the other side of it. But when it's like pain that actually is indicating injury, then I I think you have to pay attention to it.
0: Yeah, I suppose it's just learning by experience where that level is. And it's interesting that you talk about the exciting thing that you find when you push through that discomfort. Like, is it, what is what does it actually feel like for you? I'm imagining some sort of euphoria or something. Is it like <laughs> a sort of a drug type? You know how people go from like taking loads of drugs to doing running instead. How does it feel for you that pushing uh, through?
1: Yeah, it's not euphoria, but um, if one of the reasons I'm doing this sport is to keep finding out what's possible and how far we can go and how fast we can do it. And all of those pieces. Then when I push through that discomfort and find a new area, let's say of my pain cave or a new like level I didn't, I hadn't reached before, then I'm feeling like I'm, you know, moving forward towards that goal of, you know, figuring out what I can actually do and, and where the line is. Mm,
0: So it's kind of like a giant scientific experiment.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, (laughs) like a human guinea pig in your own experiment.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: this is wonderful. I love this. Um okay, so we're just going to have another question now. Um another question from patron Arlene. Um she says so many questions for Courtney. Um <laughs> like she wants to know about your future. Um are the barclay Marathons in your future? What about the Ring of Steel Sky Race? What about next year's hard rock Would you ever consider road running, which we did touch upon earlier? Um like with all these two hundred milers now, like it seems like distances just keep getting longer and longer. Like, what is the ultimate limit? So that was a lot of questions yeah. in there. Yeah, I've yes you if you remember it.
1: it. <laughs> I am intrigued by all of those races that you listed. Um, it would be hard for you to say a race that I would say I wasn't interested in trying. So, if it's out there, I'm curious about it and would love to put myself in it to see. Um, how I can do even if it's you know really short and fast or really really long or technical or whatever I like trying new things and while it might not be the type of race I um like naturally am drawn to I I like that challenge of trying something new um so yeah all of those races sound cool I would love if there were some even longer races available because why
0: not and uh I don't remember the rest of it. I like <laughs> love running also. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, so um, how ultra distances keep getting longer, like I suppose there's not any more than like 250 mile races, so what about, how do you feel about creating your own like FKT somewhere?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think FKTs are intriguing. There's so many cool trails all over the world, or are, are roads, um, so I think finding one that was long would be pretty. Uh, it'd be pretty cool to try something like that.
0: Cool. And have you got any in mind, or are you just focused on your next thing right now?
1: Yeah, nothing's on the schedule. I um, am most drawn right now to the Colorado Trail because it's here in Colorado where I live, and it's 500 miles. Um, oh. So it goes from the southwest part of the state up towards Denver and um, travels across some really beautiful parts of Colorado. So I think it'd be cool to try something
0: like that. That sounds amazing. So what would you do, like run with a, a pack and just like sleep on the trail in a bivy bag when you got tired and then like have two hours kip and get going again?
1: Yeah, I haven't really figured it out yet. I know um, you can do it crude or uncrewed and there's FKTs for both of those. So if I were to guess, I would bet my husband would want to be involved and um I would be very thankful for that <laughs> because then you could have like an RV or something you know moving up along the yeah. the area
0: yeah and have you read um Scott Jurek's book North yeah yeah really good. yeah like would you do the, the at the Appalachian Trail or anything like that because um his wife yeah. Jenny she crewed him didn't she it sounds like the, the same thing yeah, and that
1: one's wild. I mean, that the Appalachian Trail and the uh, Pacific Crest Trail are both so long, and that would be such a massive undertaking. So, I feel like I should dip my toe in first on something like relatively shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And- and then maybe try one of those long ones
0: yeah yeah that's just intriguing I now I'm just thinking like I don't know do you have a job or is you a full time athlete sorry for a really rudimentary question no that's okay currently I'm full time running good so you could go away for months at a time and yeah. do one of these things oh fantastic yep. that's great well I'll, I'll just watch your social media and wait to hear the news <laughs> I'll
1: keep you posted yeah
0: thanks um, and then Ah, uh, oh, right. So then we most of my patrons are in Britain, obviously. So um, uh, obviously, have you heard of the Bob Graham round? Yes, you, you said you'd heard of yeah, Nicky Spinks yeah. before. Yeah, so obviously that question came up. Um, do you fancy doing the Bob Graham, the Paddy Buckley round, or maybe even a double BG? Because, you know, we might need somebody to uh, take on Nicky Spinks's record. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stout record,
1: but... Yes. Absolutely, I'm interested in those, and I'll be calling up all of you folks in the UK to yes. to help out if I can make
0: it happen. Awesome! <laughs> yes, can we come and support you? I don't I think love that. I'm not sure that fish I do chips. <laughs> yes, yeah, halfway round fish and chips. There you go. Do you know she eats baked beans out of a tin as well? Do you have baked beans in the states?
1: yeah but, we do. No yeah. I need to read up on all of her all of her treats that yeah. she brings.
0: Yeah, so she has baked beans, she has um uh, rut, you know rice rice pudding in a little mm-hmm. tin. she has like tinned peaches and stuff. basically everything that's really slippery that'll slip down easily. So yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's how she does it all right I'm, I'm in <laughs> awesome so um have you got any plans to come to the UK at all like um can we expect you over here like in a year or like maybe two years time what are your thoughts
1: yeah I um it won't be this year but I haven't started making my schedule for next year yet so I am not sure if I'll be there but hopefully yeah within the next couple of years I can make it over
0: yeah that would be awesome and you have to tell me when you come because i'm so like driving to literally wherever you are in the country (laughs) just to say hi oh thank you i Um, will definitely let you know cool this is amazing i love this chat it's my favorite chat of the year um so we have got another patreon question from guy greater x but i'm just going to leave that for the moment because it's um a bit of a departure to everybody lots of other questions on here um uh, I told people to think out of the box and to watch the Ginger Runners interview with you first so that we didn't just cover all the same ground and make it boring for you. Um, <laughs> so, um, oh yeah, Graham Howes wants to know if you are doing any races in South Africa, like there's the Otter Trail or the Ultra Trail um, Ultra Trail Cape Town.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, maybe Ultra Trail Cape Town. Cool. But I'm not positive yet. What, like yeah. next year? Uh, yeah, one of these years
0: yeah cool it sounds great i went over to the otter trail with ricky lightfoot a few years ago when he broke the record and um and it, oh, that God. was an awesome course so i'm sure the other race will be equally as amazing okay let's find some more questions from the live people and courtney's just necking some beer <laughs> Not beer. We're still in uh, daytime here. Uh, oh yes, it's lunchtime with you, isn't it? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so do you do any coaching? Um, Kurt Siege wants to know. Because he coaches cross country. Um, and that yeah, so he says, Have you got any coaching tips that have helped her helped you develop a lifelong love of running?
1: Oh man. Um, I think, yeah, coach, like he coaches high school or something or middle school. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important in those years to make it fun and also to, um, try and like, I don't know, it's really hard, but you have to teach them that when it starts to feel hard, that it doesn't mean they should just stop right away. And like, those are the moments where you go just a little bit more than you think you can, um, and you can, yeah, find that next year. And it's a hard thing to teach because it feels scary when you're first doing that, when you're, you know, 12 or 13 or whatever age, um, to start to feel that discomfort. And everything in your body is pointing to this means I should stop. And then you're supposed to power through it and not stop. That's, like, really counterintuitive. So. Um, teaching the fun in it so that they grow a lifelong passion for it and also um, teaching them that they're capable of more than they think.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, definitely making it fun. Totally agree with you there. Um, that's a fantastic answer. Thank you so much. And thank you to Kurt for that question. Um, we've got, i um, just going to try and rock it through some questions now before we have to end the broadcast. Oh, we've got a few, we've got a little while. Um, oh, how long have you got, Courtney? Have you got another 10, 15 minutes? Yep, I've got about 10 minutes. 10 minutes. 10, okay. 15, 15 minutes will go. Cool. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Right, I'll keep an eye on the time. Right. So, Saren Brockdoff wants to know what your fastest 5K is and favorite East Coast trail.
1: Oh, geez. <laughs> I have no idea what my fastest 5k is. Mm-hmm. Um, you better I, go out and do a I'm, park run. <laughs> yeah, wait, give me a minute. Let me go Yeah, get off a you go.
0: For you. 10, 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, right. <laughs> um, and I haven't discovered a lot of the East Coast trails yet, so I can't say a specific trail that I love there.
0: And we'll have to interview you this time next year and get your get your proper answers to those ones. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and Rob Montgomery says, What is your thought process as you have an amazing drive? What what keeps you going so consistently? What drives you? Um, like to train every day or in yeah, a race or to what? to push really hard and be competitive in races, I reckon. Uh,
1: I, a, a lot of what drives me is that I want to finish and not wonder what if. And so I want to get everything I've, I can out of myself on every race that I do. And that means, yeah, pushing, pushing on the gas pedal and uh, putting it in, yeah. I mean, just going as hard as I can so that when I finish, I feel like that was all I had today and um, feeling like okay with that.
0: That's awesome. Right. We're all going to go out and do that this weekend. <laughs> um, fab. Um, Rob Jones is interested to know what race you felt the most nervous starting. Like, do you get nervous? You seem really happy and smiley. Does, does this affect you?
1: Uh, I, I mean, before all races, I, am, I feel really excited to finally be on the start line because usually it's been, you know, a pretty long buildup and a lot of like thinking about the race. So to finally be on the start line usually just feels like excitement. And then, um, a little bit of nervousness just about, you know, what's going to go on during this race. What are the things that are going to go wrong? Am I going to be able to problem solve them? So there's usually a little like curiosity or nervousness. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure which of how it's going to play out and, uh, hoping I can deal with, you know, whatever gets thrown my way.
0: Yeah. And judging by the list of um, ma- massive race results here, you usually can. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, a question about uh, your soda. What's your favorite soda during races? And then whilst not racing, does it change?
1: I'm not a big soda drinker. During races, I, I don't do sodas anymore um, unless I'm you know, really in the weeds trying to pull myself out of, like, a bad stomach or something and nothing else is working, then I might try some Coke. Um, but otherwise, I don't do soda during races. And really, I don't do it outside of races either. I like sparkling water. This was a LaCroix that I was drinking. Ah, you know,
0: okay. Yeah. Uh, I think he saw that and thought you were drinking some soda. So, yeah, it looks. Pr- it probably looks like Mountain Dew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. La la croix. La croix. La croix. (laughs) I think it means, is it C-R-O-I-X? Yeah. Yeah, la croix. Um, I think it means the cross in French. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
1: So it's just sparkling water. I love sparkling water.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, it is delicious. I agree. Um, Fantastic. So we have one more question here from Gordon Richards who says, uh, what has been your toughest race ever? And would you ever try and do the trans-American coast-to-coast and break the record? People are cheating. There's like two questions in every one question here. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're testing my memory. Yeah. Uh, The
1: the trans-American is really intriguing. I... I don't think I'm ready for it quite yet, but I hope some point in my life to try it and to see how it goes. I just think it would be a really special way to see the country. Um, And I don't know what the toughest race I've ever done is. They've all been tough in different ways, whether it's like physically tough or mentally tough or I'm throwing up for hours or whatever it is. So I don't have a ranking on which was the toughest.
0: Yeah, oh, that's a good answer, really, because, you know, like, each race has their own, like, obstacles, as you said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you could pick three targets before you retire, what would they be? So this is like your dream races.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh I can't pick just three. I mean, earlier I said yes to any race that you listed. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: I know it's impossible to choose three. <laughs> yeah, another good answer. <laughs> um, and um, <laughs> Di Wilson says "Yeah, it is a good answer." Um, how did you stay positive when you got asked so many times about your injury, and were you aware of everybody's love for your shorts? <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, the injury stuff. The the only. The reality was that the injury had happened, and so the only mode I tried to stay in was, like, moving forward and trying to fix it. Um, So dwelling on, you know, what a bummer it was or dwelling on uh, when it wasn't going as quickly as I wanted it to wasn't going to fix it. And so I um, tried to, yeah, stay positive and just keep trusting in the process and trusting the team of physical therapists that I had i um, gotten together with to, yeah, get me ready for the next thing and figure this out. It was a, uh, it, it felt like a really big thing, but in the grand scheme, it, it's such just a blip on the radar, you know, it was a, a tiny little detour that I had to take and hopefully it'll end up um, making me stronger in the, in the big picture now that I do the stretching and the strength work
0: (laughs) yeah now that we all do the stretching and the strength work
1: (laughs) yeah I do recommend now
0: (laughs) I'm sorry that you had to learn the hard way to preach the good word to all of us (laughs) um there's a really really nice comment here from Kurt Steech he says I would be honored to be chicked by Courtney Well, thank you. Yeah. Oh, Heather M wants to know if you run in group runs or with your husband when you are training.
1: Sometimes, yeah. Um, Oftentimes, my husband and I will run together. We probably do a handful of times a week um, because he'll always run after work. So sometimes I join him for that. And then on weekends, we try and meet up with some of our friends or um, do a local group run or something like that. So. Yeah, I love it as a social activity as well as um, doing normal training.
0: Fantastic. I love that you like to mix it up. That's really brilliant. Um, And um, uh, Rob Jones is doing his first ultra in Pembrokeshire, the Pembrokeshire 100 this year. Um, awesome! Oh, he finished fifth overall. He's done it already. That's amazing! Nice. Congratulations! Yeah, um, he said um, he felt better running at night because he couldn't see the ascents. Does Courtney prefer running at night, in the night or the day? That's quite a good, like, post-UTMB question.
1: Yeah, I love them both, but I agree. Uh, when in the nighttime, you can just live in that bubble of light and um, not really get overwhelmed with how big the climb in front of you is or, or what the terrain looks like because you can't see it so I, I like the um, simplicity of that and I also love running in the daytime when you actually can see those huge views and uh, soak in you know this beautiful place that you're enjoying so I like the combination
0: yeah it's always good to mix it up yeah um as you said before. Um, and uh, Sally Gilson said, I do a weekly weight session and can normally motivate myself for a long run, but struggle with speed sessions. Has Courtney got any fun and exciting speed session tips? <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, sometimes the speed sessions I'll do are really impromptu and it'll be like um, choosing trees. That I sprint between, or or telephone poles, or just random landmarks that I'll do my intervals based off of. Instead of um, sometimes you like a timed one is good, or having a little more structure to it is great. But if you're just not able to motivate for that, to just make a game out of it with landmarks, I think can switch it up a little and make it not feel so serious so I'd give that a shot
0: yeah that's a good one and I I was at a strength class this morning where we did some sprinting we played um noughts and crosses in teams so we had to run and place your thing uh in the noughts and crosses game and then run back and tag the other person to go and the other team were of the different color and honestly we were like right let's go You don't realize how hard you're working so that's a fun one Sally as well um, fantastic. Okay. So um, oh, would you consider any sky running races from Arlene M?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think I'd have a lot of learning to do to um, do those sky races, but I would be happy to try them and would love to, to learn and try something new.
0: Fantastic, and uh, one final question from the live chat before we ask um, Guy Greatrex's question. Um, Andrew Morris, what advice would Courtney give to her younger self?
1: <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, to f- follow follow your passions. So um, know that you get one life, and you should follow the things that make you the happiest in that life.
0: Awesome. That is something that we can all follow there, I think. Do the things that make you happy. Absolutely fantastic. And talking of the things that make you happy, um, are you a cat person or a dog person?
1: I have neither. I have no pets. Um, But if I see a puppy at the park, I basically die a little (laughs) bit because they're so cute. (laughs) But, yeah, I, I am a kind of neither,
0: I guess. Ah, okay, interesting. I thought you might have a dog that ran with you or something like that. No, no pets. Oh, no pets. Okay, well, that's cleared that one up then. That was a question from me. And um, and <laughs> the, the final question before we wrap up this amazing, amazing evening with Courtney is from Guy Greater X, um, one of the uh, long-term patrons, We're always a massive supporter of the channel. Um, what do you do in your spare time outside of running to wind down, like music, beer, what, what do you do?
1: Yeah, definitely um, hanging out with my husband or family and friends, going to breweries or being outside in general um, is top of the list. And uh, yeah, trying to just, Enjoy and yeah, explore.
0: Fantastic! That's awesome. Well, I want to say a massive, massive thank you to Courtney for letting us am- ask all these amazing questions to her tonight. I hope every- thank you. I hope everybody's uh, learned something new. Um, I know I've learned something new. Courtney's learned some new things as well. Um, mainly <laughs> that she's got a massive fan base over in the UK and she should come over here as soon <laughs> as physically possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, what is next for you, Courtney? Before we say goodbye. The
1: 24-hour World Championships are being held in France at the end of October, so I'll be there with uh, Team USA competing. Um, I'm sure there's some team people from the UK coming and racing there, Um, so it'll be a really cool
0: 24-hour race. It sounds, um, oh, it sounds really difficult, actually, I was going to (laughs) say. It sounds like a completely different thing to what we usually see you doing. So it's going to be really interesting to see how it pans out. Yeah, it'll be fun. A uh, fun challenge. Yeah, and it's only in France, so, you know, it's not too far away from old Blighty not too far yeah come on down (laughs) yeah we can come and watch (laughs) well everybody on the live chat is saying thank you so much to Courtney um thank you for the running tips thank you for being an awesome guest um much love from Nova Scotia in Canada from Heather M there Sally Gilson saying thanks for the tips Jennifer Hill saying thank you both Graham House. Thank you, ladies. You are both great to watch. No, oh, thanks. Was well, mainly Courtney here. Um, uh, <laughs> thank you for answering my question, Courtney from Die. Rob Bud says thank you, Courtney. Arlene M says thank you so much. Wow, they're going to go on all night. Carl Southgate says thanks. This has been awesome so oh, thank, thank you. you yeah so thank you to everybody on the live chat this is absolutely incredible that we had so many people watching and um thank you so much to Courtney um, for coming and answering all of our questions yeah thanks for having me and uh, good luck in your next race
1: thank you see you guys when I visit the UK
0: bye bye guys Thanks for listening everyone. Isn't Courtney so nonchalantly brilliant? I love the way she's so chilled out about being such a badass. Thank you so much to Courtney for giving up her time to have a chat with us and share such awesome advice on Ultra Running and the Pain Cave. If you enjoyed this podcast, please write a nice review on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast on. That would be much appreciated. And I'm keen to know where you listen to. Are you running? Are you hiking? Are you extreme ironing for more trail and ultra running advice gear reviews and inspiration subscribe to wild ginger running on youtube it is totally free and follow me on instagram at wild ginger running join us live on youtube every wednesday for your chance to ask questions to our awesome guests and my q a sessions if you want to guarantee i answer your questions support me on Patreon for as little as the price of a cup of coffee each month at patreon.com wild Patrons also get freebies, discounts, training, plus automatic entry into my monthly competition to win £400 worth of trail and ultra-running gear. There are only about 140 patrons, so the odds on a win are way better than the lottery. What is not to like? Thanks for listening, guys. Have fun, enjoy your run, and I'll see you on the trails.